everyone into the Everyday Experience Podcast, a show called It's Probably You. I'm your host, LDP, and today I have a special guest hopping onto the microphone with me. Waro of Waro's Kitchen is on It's Probably You, and I could not be happier. How are you today, my friend? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Uh, enjoying this, our our one week of nice weather here. In <laughs> we were just before we even dive in, we were just talking about uh, the various phrases that people use in Texas to yeah. describe this weather. I came up with I had the uh, the onion weather. You said something like AC weather. Uh, people would just talk about having like an air conditioner jacket in the summer where you always you have to have a jacket with you when you go inside buildings because the, you know the air conditioning is out of control in the summertime when it's 110 degrees outside so yeah you walk in the building because it's 40 degrees because the yeah, one's playing with this it's never happy so <laughs> yeah and the onion weather you just wear layers my friends uh, but this is this is why i love to bring on um some of the local individuals that i admire that i like their work now Oro is a culinary artist videographer not a musician as i as i as i I, for whatever reason you know i just had it in my brain that you were a musician like you just were (laughs) but he is he is overall just a fantastic content creator uh and that's what really drove me to you know wanting to talk to you because of the way that you have your entire feed the way that you present yourself I'm just curious, where did the Waro Kitchen really come from? Yeah, so it actually started, um, and I'm just going to correct the pronunciation, Waro. Waro, Waro. It's a Spanish word, um, and basically it's just a nickname. When you go to Mexico, people give you nicknames like immediately, you know, because it's just what they do. So uh, Waro is like uh, what they'll call someone who has like really light skin or really light colored hair. So I have both of those things. So <laughs> anytime I go down there, that's just what they're going to call me. So it just kind of stuck as a nickname. Um, <clears throat> but the the whole idea for really kind of starting it as, you know, originally just as a food blog that was writing and then it turned into, you know, Instagram and videos and all these other things. Um, it actually started in Alaska um, when I was up there. I have some friends up there, some really good friends of mine. Um, and this was like early Instagram days, like Instagram had just become a thing. Um, it was just kind of popping off and we were always just talking about, you know, food and culture because so my friends up there, um, my friend Marie, she's native American. So she born and raised in Alaska. And then her husband, uh, is Mexican from California. And so we were always just trying to find, you know, like Mexican food in Alaska or, you know, try different things. How was that journey trying to find Mexican food in Alaska? (laughs) It's hard. It's not great. Yeah, it's not great. There's a lot of other things you should eat there. (laughs) I would not recommend Mexican food. But, you know, so they kind of encouraged me to do it because I was like, I don't really think people will be interested in this. Like, you know, do, do people even read blogs anymore? Like, I didn't know what Instagram was. That's how long ago this was. Um, but they were like, no, I'll just try it. Like you should do it. Like, I think it would be fine. Like you could take really good pictures of food and then you can just talk about it. And so that's kind of how it started was very, very informal, just among friends. And then it just kind of grew from there over the years. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, did you spend a lot of time in Mexico? So I actually spent more time in Spain and Brazil. Uh, so when I was in school, um, I did, uh, semester in Spain. So I was there for about four months the first time I'd been back uh, for extended periods of time after that. Um, but that's where I really learned 
a lot of the formal Spanish because I was taking mm. classes. Uh, and so I used to have the really strong like Castilian Spanish <laughs> accent, which yeah. people really make fun of here. It'd be like having a really strong British accent in Texas. Like it's, yeah. it stands out, very noticeable. Yeah. Um, and so my friends just kind of bullied me into having a, a more Mexican accent here. So now that's, <laughs> that's what I sound like in Spanish. Um, and then I was in Brazil for six months uh, studying and working down there. So spent more time there, but I go to Mexico every year uh, with the exception of last year. Um, have a lot of friends down there. Um, try to spend as much time as I can down there for sure. It's a great. So time. you went to culinary school. So you you were were you formally trained? No, I went to business school. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Yes. Totally, totally different thing. I did not. So go did to I. School. So did I. I went to school for yeah. business as well. Yep, I know that life. Yeah. So I did. I did um, foreign language and international trade is what my degree is in. Uh, so I did. Um, Spanish, Portuguese were the two languages that I added to that. And then it was all just about international trade. I worked in that for a couple of years and really didn't like it. <laughs> it was not, not what I wanted to do. I, you know, I enjoyed it at first um, because it was what I studied and, and it was, you know, an engaging job intellectually, but it didn't really have the community element to it that I wanted. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we're just working for, you know, other businesses and corporations. And there really wasn't a lot of involvement on kind of a ground level, which is what I was more interested in. And so yeah. I, it just wasn't a good fit for me. I can uh, see that, though. Definitely can see how um, I know for me personally, like I like to be able to have an influence on an organization. And it does feel like oftentimes you're just not put into that position because like you said, it's somebody else's vision that you're helping come to fruition. You're not the one who's creating the vision in, in the corporate setting. Yes. Yeah. And it's challenging when you're, you know, kind of in a more creative mindset Yes, it uh, is. to kind of just have to take other people's ideas, especially when you don't agree with them and try and, you know, make them work out when you really don't want it to work out. So yep. it's, uh, it was, it was not a, not a good fit for me long-term. I'm glad I did it. It was a good experience. I learned a lot, um, about how the government works. Um, uh, but yeah, as far as like a career, it was just not for me. Well, I'm sure there's still some transferable skills in there though, that you can bring to what you're doing now. I think, you know, having a, an understanding of business, does put you into a good position as a creative because you're going to think about certain risks. You're going to, you're going to have just a different lens that you're looking through because you kind of know at least the framework for how something should look. So I think that that's probably good for you. I'm looking at just the content that you have as you're talking about the different places that you've traveled and everything. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I looked at just three videos that stood out to me, a lobster dinner, making your own fresh pasta and the paella. I was like, oh, okay. So this dude's not playing around when it comes to <laughs> like just the range though. Is there a, is there a specific type of food that you're, that you specialize in, or is it just more of, if you have an idea, you're going to run with it? You know, I really gravitate to, um, to Spanish food a lot. Um, I think just because that was <clears throat> when I started getting more of an interest in different culinary traditions was when I was in Spain and I lived with a family um, there, like a host family, like a students do. And, you know, they cook every day. And it was just, it was all things I'd never had before and never heard of before. Um, and it was really good and it was really different. And so that was kind of where a lot of my 
interest was starting to peak was in college in, in the culinary aspect. Um, and then obviously like, I love Mexican food. I could eat Mexican food. Me too, every day. Every day. <laughs> it's so good. There's such a long and rich culinary tradition in Mexican cuisine. It's a very regional, um, it's a huge country. Um, and all of the different states have their own style of cooking. Um, their own way of doing things, their own traditions. Um, and so it just, there's, it's kind of like an endless well of things that you can explore when you're in um, Mexican cuisine. And so that's another one that I'm really drawn to. And then apart from that, like, I mean, I just like food. So if something <laughs> sounds good or looks good, I want to try it. And I want to have it. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter where it came from or who made it. Like, it, I, I just want to try it. I want to eat it, you know, everything. You're preaching to the choir, my friend. I am a foodie to the core. And I'm. it's weird because I feel like when I was younger, I just ate things just to eat them. Now mm. I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I haven't had this specific thing in a while. I'm yes. craving it. I need to go get it. I was never like that. And I don't know if that just came with age, <laughs> trying different foods. But yeah, I've kind of grown into that. I'm, I have this taste for it. I need to go and find a way to get it. And on your page, you talked about something. And I, and I really love this. You said, let me pull this up. Mm -hmm. food is how we connect each other that's how you start out on your page i love that food is how we connect each other and then please take a seat at the table is how you finish those two lines to me i think that's powerful to have that as your start and your finish because a lot of times when people think about having a seat at the table there's diversity in that there's inclusion in that so what so what does this mean to you when you say food is how we connect each other yeah i think that that is a huge part of you know how this whole project got started and my interest in food and how a, a big i guess change for me personally um and a lot of growth for me personally has come from people inviting me to their tables and so when you are um used to seeing things a certain way or living a certain way and that's just kind of all you know um everything seems like foreign and strange. So I actually, yeah. I grew up in Mississippi um, in, in a really small town there. And so we have white people and we have black people and like, that's it. That's and then it. there's a couple of, there's, you know, there's some other people, you know, but you don't really know much about them. So most yeah. of your friends are going to be black or white. And there's like a really strong Southern culture. Yeah. And I mean, that's a whole another thing, but um, you know, there wasn't a lot of diversity for me growing up. And so when I got older um, and, and started meeting more people um, and specifically for me, there was a, there was one family that uh, we met and they were from Mexico. They were first generation immigrants to this country. Um, and a lot of the, their family didn't speak English at all. And I was oh, just wow. barely learning Spanish. And so um, communication was, <laughs> was difficult, <laughs> you know, a little rough there, right? it was a little, yeah, it was a little hard, but what, what really impacted me is, you know, they would invite me to their house to eat and they would, you know, give me these different things to try. Um, I didn't eat spicy food at that time. So they would give me all these salsas to try. And, um, uh, it was interesting. I didn't like it at first. It was too hot for me. Yeah. Um, but now I've grown to love it, but, you know, sitting down, with people in their home when they've invited you in and they're giving you something that they're used to making that is completely foreign to me. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of communicating going on with that food and there was a lot of just nonverbal communication. And, and so 
I think that, you know, and then having a similar experience in other countries, you know, when I went to Brazil, I didn't speak Portuguese yet. Um, And so there's plenty of times where I'm sitting down with people and we can't communicate with each other because of the language barrier. But when they're giving you food, they're telling a story and they're sharing a piece of who they are with you. Um, And so I think that it's, it's really is kind of the easiest way to connect with people is, is through food. Um, and that's just something that has really impacted me um, when I was younger and continues to impact me now. I think that it's a universal language, right? Like it's something that is universal. We all need to eat. We all need to survive. There's substance, but there's a connection that can be made. Now, did you find that by being in those environments did that really help you? Because you, are you fluent in, in Spanish, right? Like, are you, are you fluent in these dialogues? Was being around the dialogue and being able to have that with people, do you think that helped to strengthen how well you speak it now? Oh, 100%. You know, I, I learned, you know, book Spanish in, in college, you know, as part of my degree. So I did study it formally. But as far as speaking the language, that just came from being around people, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, especially the way that I speak, you know, I definitely have a potty mouth in Spanish <laughs> and English. Um, and, well, in Portuguese, too, if I'm honest. But, you know, you learn how to speak when you're when you're around people because they'll say you know it's like any language you know languages are fluid and they're they're growing and they're moving and they're developing all the time um especially mexican spanish is very fun because there's lots of slang and there's lots of double meanings and there's lots of you know (laughs) just fun ways of saying things that can be very confusing at first and every time I go down there, you know, my friends will say something and I'm like, wait, what, what does that mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm still constantly learning, you know, new things in, in all of the languages that's being included in English. I think that's fun though. I think that there is this element of, it's always gonna still be out of reach. Like that's why I love photography because I'm never going to learn all of it. I'm never gonna know every single style of it. I'm never gonna be able to do like everything in the studio or everything with light or everything at night. And there's something in always learning that makes it a lot more fun for me personally. And I, and I can kind of see that with the way that you lean into food. It's mm-hmm. almost like you're just always trying something new. And I like this, uh, what I saw from you is, if, if things don't always go the way that you want them to go, you don't hide that. And I think that's what really made me start to like you a lot. Like, it's like, you don't hide, and it's not very often, but when something doesn't go wrong, you're like, oh, that's cool, didn't go well, didn't go what yeah. I thought it was gonna go. And you just yeah. keep it moving. And I, and I think that that's kind of endearing to anybody who <laughs> is cooking because it doesn't always go well. Yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't. And <laughs> I think any, you know, any professional will tell you that. Um, and. <laughs> Most of the, you know, the people who've been influential for me in, you know, in a, in a cooking sense, um, you know, have been very honest about that and very transparent about that. And, and it makes it less intimidating, you know? Yeah, and so, especially, you know, trying to, you know, teach people more about cooking and things that they can do at home. I, you know, I always tell people, Hey, look, the first time it might not go great. Maybe it will, you know? Yeah. Um, but if it doesn't, it's totally normal. Like yep. I try new things all the time and I'm like, that was nasty. Like it didn't come out. Like, you know, it, it yep. I've been there. always work. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there too. So yeah. w- when you decided to like really lean into cooking, hmm. was there like a moment, what, what was it that pushed you in that direction? Cause you said that you were kind of in the business world, but then I know that this idea kind of came to you. 
So where did the culinary element come in? When did you start deciding that cooking was going to be like your way of giving back and, and, and creating community? Yeah. So when I moved to Texas, that was kind of the, the big push there. So back in 2016 uh, is when I moved here. And um, I was trying to find uh, a job in a different field and it just wasn't panning out. And so yeah. I just started applying everywhere. I did the same thing when I moved to Texas. It was just like, I came in in 2014. Let's just cast a wide net and see what we catch. Yeah. I applied for probably 50 plus jobs, you know, yeah. did a bunch of interviews, um, a lot of just, you know, no responses or, you know, I had like five versions of my resume because a lot of, yeah. I was just like, I need something like you need a job somewhere. And a lot of just kind of really basic jobs are like, oh no, like you're overqualified for this. And I'm like, no, but I don't care. Like I just, yeah, need, just like, let, I need to get in. I need, I need a paycheck. That's all I'm here for. A little, a little tiny piece of a paycheck. That's all I yeah, need. So, exactly. <laughs> um, but I ended up getting a job at, um, at Central Market in their cooking school. And so <clears throat> they teach, you know, all different styles and all the different things um, there. And so obviously when I first started, you know, I wasn't teaching, I would just work in the background. Yeah. Um, and so I got a lot of training there because I worked with um, a lot of really talented um, people who, who taught there and they all had a really wide range of experience. So, yeah. you know, we had someone who she ran a bakery for like 10 years. So she was like our pastry master. And she taught me a lot about desserts and, and how to make those things. And then we had someone who owned a restaurant for, you know, you know, 15, 20 years or something like that. Uh, and she taught me how to do a lot of other things. So everyone kind of did different, different styles and they had their different specialties. Um, and so it was a really um, good experience for me kind of jumping into the culinary world from the business world to start <laughs> there because I was exposed to everything you know we yes, had to yep. all different styles so I had to learn how to do all the different styles I had to learn you know French a little bit of French style I had to learn you know Mexican food I had to learn um, I already kind of knew Spanish food from eating it but I hadn't made it a whole lot yeah, um, yeah that's probably a big difference <laughs> for you there right when you realize what went into it huh yeah yeah <laughs> it's hard, and like you know trying to find stuff and trying to yep. make it taste like what I remembered and um, so that was kind of a good, a really good starting point for me, um, was there. And then that's when, you know, I started doing more stuff with the blog and with Instagram and, and also just visiting a lot of places here in the DFW, because that was very fun for me and very exciting for me coming from a smaller city yep. to here, you know, I was like, oh my God, like big city living, there's all this, you know, fun <laughs> stuff and different yes. restaurants and there's a lot more people, um, and so I would, when I first moved here, I would, you know, see these different restaurants and I ask people like, oh, like, have you been to that place? Is it good? Like, it looks interesting. And just so many people were not adventurous and they, they hadn't tried it. Um, and, and so I was like, well, I'm just going to go try it then. Like, I don't care, you know, <laughs> if it's bad, like what I wasted 15, 20 bucks. And like, you know, though, now you have, the, now, you know, can I just say <clears throat> thank you? Thank you for making a point here. Because when we first moved here, um, we moved in 2014, we would ask people for suggestions and everything. And they would always tell you the same places. It's like yep. nobody wanted to venture out. And when a new place came out, everybody was just so suspicious of it, as opposed to just <laughs> going and trying it. Also, another thing I love about Texans, 
when you ask them their favorite place to go as a vacation, they always tell you another place in Texas. I love that. Like, uh, like <laughs> no, it drives me crazy. You know, me too, I just, me too. I'm not like that at all. I want to go somewhere different. I want to have a different experience when exactly. I'm traveling. I need to get out of my normal world. Um, yes. And so a lot of it was just, you know, exploring places. And then, you know, along the way, I would find people who would see, you know, me visiting different places and they're like, oh, I love that place. You should try this place. And so yes. then the community just kind of started building itself and they're like, oh, let me take you to this place or, oh, let's go eat. Or some people would be like, you know, I'm scared to go there. Will you go with me? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, there's never a reason to be scared of a restaurant. Just go in, you know, maybe it'll be a little awkward uh, if you don't know how to order in a certain type of restaurant or if you don't know what the menu is or what to expect. But, you know, it's, it's, really not a big deal like the worst that can happen is you feel a little stupid so <laughs> and that's not a big deal i've gone to restaurants where um no one speaks english and mm -hmm. you know I, i'll bring a friend that either speaks the language or there's this amazing thing called a menu and you can point to it and tell the person what you want to eat and guess what they're going to do they're going to make that for you you know like people like don't create additional barriers there there's already a barrier there don't yeah. create additional ones because they're probably really excited that you came to try their food yeah. Yeah. And, and so like in Mississippi, there's like no Vietnamese restaurants at all. Yeah. Um, and so here in Fort Worth, obviously there's a big Vietnamese population. So that was a completely new type of cuisine that I was not used to. Um, and so I would go, I was like, pho, what is pho? And now it's one, you know, one of my favorite yeah, things. I love, to pho, make man. And eat. I love it. It's so <laughs> yeah, good. me too. So good. And so I just started going to like all the restaurants and they almost always have pictures on the menu, which I love. Me too. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Cause I don't know how to tell you what I want, but that picture looks great. Can I eat that? Yes. I'm like, I don't know how to say this. I don't know yep. what's in it, but I want whatever this picture is. And so I would just order different things, you know? And, and if there's not a picture, I've definitely gone to places and ordered stuff that I didn't know what it was and I didn't like it. And it was not me for too. me. <laughs> so Me next too. time just try something else i had a tongue once and i didn't realize what i was ordering and i had like a beef tongue or something i forgot what it's called but i had it uh at one of these places and i liked the i liked everything else that i got with it i thought it was something else for whatever reason i thought it was going to be fish and it wasn't it was like <laughs> chopped up beef tongue yes. i didn't hate it but i wasn't prepared for it so yeah, yeah. just one of those things where it's like you know what it is what it is. I think I want to try it again, though, now that I'm in the right headspace and know what it is. Yes. But I'm curious for you, you're going and you're traveling, you're, you're learning all these different types of cooking. Did you feel like it was coming naturally to you? Um, I think that, you know, cooking is a discipline. Um, and so it comes with practice. It comes with time. It comes with trying lots of different things. And yeah. so it I wouldn't say that it felt natural. Um, but there was with a lot of things, it just takes practice, you know, like yeah. there's some things that I think maybe feel a little bit more natural, but I'm also used to, um, things just not really working out the first time and trying it again, <laughs> me, um, too, me too. you know, so <laughs> I can usually catch on to what my mistakes are pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I did learn pretty quick. I'm, I'm a pretty fast learner with most things. I, I, I can't say that with some confidence. So um, it, it didn't feel um, 
extremely challenging um but i wouldn't say it felt natural now there's definitely been some things where you know you try it once and you're like all right i think i know you know where i messed up here and then you try it again and it's, it's still not working and you're just yeah. like damn it you damn know it. what like, do i do what did i do this time <laughs> and then at that point you know my competitive nature kicks in and i'm like no now i have to make this as many times <laughs> as it takes until it comes out right and i just get you know pissed off until i can make it and so it, it kind of it's a challenge to myself i think and that's that's where i i learn the most quickly is when i'm i'm challenging myself with something well i also think that's when you learn a lot about yourself too like you probably learned so much more about who you are as a person because when you faced adversity instead of you know backing down you've leaned into the challenge i think people need to challenge themselves i i say it all the time on the show you have to challenge yourself because you don't really know what you're made of until you're put into that position yeah. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. If you face the challenge and you fall and you fail, just get back up and try it again. Because the worst that can happen is just, this is just not for you. But give yeah. it a couple of tries before you just give up on it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think there's a lot of um, like healthy competition, at least in Fort Worth, among, you know, my friends that are chefs and, and with, you know, restaurants, and things like that. So we like to try to make challenging things and yes. or you know we'll try to like if we're cooking together we try to a lot of times it's very collaborative but if we're in like a, a more competitive setting um that definitely breeds a lot of good ideas Agreed. as well like we want to win you know like it's like <laughs> i didn't come here to you know to lose <laughs> exactly and you know what i will say that that has been uh really refreshing to me you know being from buffalo which is a very collaborative city if you know anything about buffalo like people collaborate and make big events because it's such a small place mm. i kind of had that that shell shock when i got here just because it is like even Arlington is big, you know, just compared to a lot. We lived in Arlington first before moving out. But I will say that a lot of the the other creative individuals in Fort Worth have been so receptive to coming and helping and collabing. I think that that oh, yeah. goes a long way into making the city great because we can all win when we're yeah. all winning. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how I looked at it. I want to talk about like your like the video element of it and how you started to bring these colors into what you do and like where did the, the creative like, well. I have so many questions for you. Let me let me <laughs> slow myself down because I, I just love how you like the color that you put into like the um, the different pastas that you make and mm -hmm. the colors that you've done with like flans and like these other desserts. So yeah. I'm curious, though, like before we get to that element, like the video piece, right? Like that. Yeah. It would. Did you have you always been into video or did you did you have to learn that along the way? Did that come from working at Central Market? Tell us about that element for my my friends that are photographers and videographers who listen in. Yeah, so I I would say that I started with photography first. Um, and so that's what I've been doing the longest consecutively. So I've been a photographer for probably 12 plus years now. Oh, point. awesome. Um, and so I always, you know, would joke with people like I had my business license before I had my driver's license. And so when I was 16, <laughs> you know, I had opened up it was, I mean, it was a sole proprietorship, like the most basic kind of business you can have. But, you know, I was making money doing photography when I was 16. What? Um, yeah, it was just crazy when I think about it now. I was like, man, I'm so pretentious. Like, <laughs> no, no, you've been hustling, bro. You've been hustling from since you were a teen, bro. Respect so, the game. You man. know, um, that was that was always like an interest of mine. I enjoyed it. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. And then, and you know, when I was 16, I'm doing like my friend's senior pictures and, and stuff like that. And then I started doing weddings, uh, probably that next 
year. Um, and I did that full time for four years, you know, wow, so I, uh, wow. I did not know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my, my first career, I guess you could say <laughs> was in visual arts and doing photography. Um, and then, you know, when I started traveling and I was abroad for a year, um, I kind of shut the business side of it down and, you know, focus on school and traveling and things like that. But obviously I'm still taking pictures while I'm traveling. Yep. You know, I would freelance for, you know, magazines and things like that. Um, it's a lot of fun. I still, I still do that. Um, <clears throat> and so I enjoyed it. So the, the visual side of it, um, came very early on. And then the video side of it, I mean, like me and my brother would make movies when we were kids, like with, you know, with, I'm going to age myself here. You know, we had like the little, uh, like the cassettes that you yes, the camcorder. The camcorder. <laughs> yeah, the yes. camcorders uh, <laughs> with the tapes and the way we would edit these, you know, little mini short films that we would do is you could play it on the TV yeah. and you could record what was on the TV on the VCR. <laughs> So you would have to press play on the camera and record on the VCR and then pause it. And you couldn't go back and re-edit it without nope. doing the whole thing. It was, I mean, it's such an ancient process thinking about it now. But it, ta um, it probably taught you detail. It taught you a lot of things. And to all my, you know, uh, Gen Z folks that listen in, uh, first off, I'm not getting rid of my skinny jeans. Um, but, <laughs> but you'll never know uh, the pain of like, I want to I want to record a song. So I have to put the recorder in and record record the song and make sure I don't miss anything. So I get the whole song. Yeah. They'll so never bad. know. They'll never know. So <laughs> Recording really cool. stuff off the radio is terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. And you always get a little bit of that static feedback, but you got the song, man. You could capture the song. Yeah. No, that is so cool. So thinking about just how you build, um, you know, how you build up this, this page and how you've built up this brand. Well, as you, as you kind of move through your journey, have you found yourself um, wanting to try or add any other elements into what you do? Yeah, you know, I think it's it's always evolving. You know, before I was just doing just the photos because, and it's it's very practical for me to do photos because it takes, I spend no more than 15 seconds editing a photo at any point. Yep. Yep. You know, I don't, I don't do a whole lot to them. It's very minor adjustments. I get it the way I want it in camera for the Same. most part. Same. Um, and so once I actually get the photo, there's very little post that goes into it. Um, video is a whole nother scenario. As, we were just talking as, about that offline. You know. <laughs> the video element it's of a, anything. Oh my God. It, it just, it takes a lot more time. Um, and, and a lot of times I don't have time to, to put that out as much. And so I really put off doing the cooking videos for a while. People had been asking for them for a long time. They're like, oh, yeah. you should do cooking videos. Like we want to see this picture, but like we want to see how you made it. Or we yeah, the back end process of it. Yep. And I was just like, guys, you don't understand how much time it is uh, and how much work it is because not only am I shooting it, but I'm also in it. And so yes. I'm having to set it up in such a way that I, you know, everything is set up before I can't see what I'm shooting because I'm cooking. Yes. And then I have to clean up everything and then I have to edit and then I have to put it out and then I have to promote it. And it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I've gotten better at it. I've gotten faster at it, <laughs> but um, you know, so that was, that was kind of an evolution right there, just going from just photo into video. And then, you know, originally with, with the videos I was doing, 
Um, they, and, and I wanted it to be this way, especially last year when I was making them. Um, I, a lot of the cooking videos that I see and no hate to anybody who makes them um, at all, they're just very fast paced and very like chaotic. And there's lots yes. of, there's, you know, music and there's fast cuts and they're trying to fit everything in 60 seconds. And I get that. And sometimes I have to do that too. Um, but, you know, I wanted, last year was so stressful for yeah, everybody. Everyone. And yeah. it was, you know, just, it was a horrible year uh, for me personally. And I had a lot of time at home. And that's when I started making these videos because I needed something to do. Mm-hmm. And cooking for me in a restaurant setting, it can be very stressful. Obviously, anyone yeah. who's you know, worked in a restaurant or, or, you know, cooked professionally knows that it can be a very high stress environment. Um, but I also found a lot of comfort in cooking at home during that time because, uh, and I was just talking to someone else about this, you know, it was in a, in a very, very uncertain time where you didn't really know what was going to happen. And it seemed like every week, you know, everything was getting changed up and turned on mm-hmm. its head and, and nothing was like it seemed. It was like, okay, this is something that I've made plenty of times. When I put these things together, I know what it's going to taste like. When I, you know, put this into this pan at this temperature, I know what's going to happen to it. And it was, um, it was relaxing and it allowed me to kind of get out of my head for a minute, focus on something else and just kind of have some downtime. And so those, those original videos, you know, there's no music, there's no talking. It's just the sounds because I, I find those sounds very relaxing, just, you know, cooking things, sizzling, like little plates, you know, clinking here and there. It's unique. And, it's, a, um, it's very unique. It, it, let's just call it what it is. A very unique format, but I do think it's more intimate. That, that's how yeah. I would uh, call it. It's very intimate how mm-hmm. those videos are because you're hearing it, you're seeing it. It's almost like you're there. And I think there's intimacy associated with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good word. I, I like that. Um, and then, you know, from there, you know, I do some now um, that do have verbal instruction and I'm kind of explaining what's going on because a lot of people, you know, it's the other ones, they're more just to watch and relax. Like, yeah, you can kind of learn what's going on and I'll, you know, I'll put the recipes if it's, you know, something that, um, you know, that I'm making either from my own recipe or from someone else, I'll try and link that. Yeah. Um, but there's other times where it's like, okay, I, I want to learn more about this, <laughs> yeah. you know, and what's going on. And so um, I've started to make some that, you know, do have some talking in it. Um, I've also done some that have music on them. Um, so, you know, it's going to, it's going to vary and there's going to be different ways of doing it. Um, and that's just part of the, you know, the evolution of it, the process. I love it though. But the process is people need to fall in love with the process. And I think that they would enjoy things that they do more. Like you have to love the process because once you love the process, it's not work, it's art. People who mm-hmm. make things just to make them, that's what it's like. That's where you feel like you're, you're working, you know, cause you're, yeah. you're not doing it for the process. I love the process of things. And, and I, I get that when I watch your videos, I'm curious, right. Looking at all the different things that you do, like from plant, so I'm just like going through my head. I'm a very process oriented person. I'm just trying to put myself into your shoes. Right. So here I am. I gotta, I gotta figure out what I'm going to make, which means I have to get all the ingredients to make it. Mm-hmm. Then I have to figure out how I'm going to set up the video so that I can make it. I have to get the camera ready so that I can make it. And then I got to actually uh, make it. So like, yeah. how do you manage all the time that takes to do all these different elements of what you do? Cause you're like a one man band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've definitely streamlined 
the video process. Um, so the video element of it is pretty easy at this point. Um, the first couple of videos were very experimental and, you know, I wasn't sure about, you know, what angles are going to look right and the distance and things like that. So I have the camera on the tripod. I have little pieces of tape on my kitchen floor of like, this is where the yeah, tripod the goes marking, for yeah, the, the wide shot. And this <laughs> yeah. is where it goes for the tight shot. Um, I use the same lens for everything. I have two spots on the floor where the table will go, depending on the time of day. At this point, I've spent enough time in my kitchen to know, okay, in the morning, the light is going to look like this. So I need to put the table here. And then towards the evening, the light's going to be in this space. So I need to move it back here. Um, and so the the video part of it has has been streamlined. So I don't really have to think about it that much. I already know what it's going to look like. Um, and so it's more about time management on the cooking side of things and you know how much do people actually need to see like do they need to see me chopping up the carrots or can i just yeah. have them already done ahead of time so i'm trying to kind of condense the amount of time it takes to do some of the the actual shooting uh so that i can get into editing a little bit faster i love that so do you find you you have so much color and and vibrance and in, in some of the some of the videos are you are you just is that how you are? Do you dress colorful and vibrant? Because like I, I'm not, I don't I don't see a lot of you outside of that. So I'm just curious. Like, are the colors that you're bringing to the food is that your expression or is that just how you are in general? Um, well, so what I'm wearing right now, which is all black, <laughs> is kind of how I usually dress as far as clothing goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll out from now and then, but I'm not. Um, I like clothes. I think fashion is fun, but I always just kind of go back to gray and black for everything. You, you're speaking I the like same it. language. I had to make the show yellow or else I would never wear it. You know what I mean? You know, this is pretty typical for me. Um, but a lot of the, the color in the videos comes from two different things, I think. I mean, like my kitchen is, it's, you know, it's an older house. So there's this bright yellow tile yeah. in the kitchen, um, which I would never have picked out, but now I love it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it really adds something to it. Um, but, uh, you know, the color is going to come from um, the aprons that I use. So yeah. my my best friend, Damian Lavareri, he's a, a chef in Mexico City. Um, and he makes all of those. And so every time- Oh, I, I didn't know that. That's cool. I get some. And so I have an ungodly amount of aprons in my house because <laughs> I'm always just getting more from him when I go down there. And so I have all these different aprons in different colors. Um, and so I like to use those and just have different, it adds a lot to, you know, the visual element of it, um, having those different colors. And so I'll try and kind of coordinate something uh, as far as what I'm wearing with whatever the apron color is going to be. And then as far as the, the food, like, I mean, that's half of the fun of, you know, cooking some of these things is like using these different products and ingredients um, and, and getting the different colors on there. Um, I really like playing with color and food. Um, and for the most part, like it's, uh, it's healthier to eat the rainbow, you know, so you want <laughs> yeah, the, the more, yeah. the more variation of color that you're consuming, it's probably better as, as, as long as they're natural colors, you know, yeah. just, <laughs> no, no uh, dyes, not a lot of dye in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I try to, I like to use like the natural food coloring, um, or natural things that you can color the food with, I should say. I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, 
very yeah. very cool how you and it's just like how do you know to put this together in water and it'll get you this color <laughs> like i just i just find some of that stuff so cool and when i see it on your page it's just very original you're not seeing that everywhere and i mm -hmm. think that that's where like the inspiration and in, in people looking at your stuff I, I feel like it's easy to be inspired when i when i watch what you do because i know something that could I learn it? Yes. Do I have yeah. that passion for it? No. But do I love to watch it? I sure as hell do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think when well, and so one of the things that I was doing a lot of last year was playing with a different color in like the fresh pasta. Um, mm, yeah. And so that's definitely not something that I made up at all. Um, you know, people have been coloring pasta for you know who knows how long. Um, but there were there were a couple of chefs that. I found um, via Instagram originally mm. um, who were using colors that I had never seen in, in pasta before. I mean, these like really bright, vibrant colors. And so I was fascinated by it. I was like obsessed yeah. with it for, um, for a long time before I tried it. And I would just yeah. watch, you know, how they did things. And yeah. uh, I started and, and they were super cool. You know, you could reach out and you could ask them like, oh, like, what did you use to get this color? Um, and they, I would see them answering people's questions all the time, um, just super transparent about it, which was fun. And I was like, oh, I really want to try this. Um, and I started playing around with it and it's so much fun. Um, yeah. the, and, and there's really a lot of possibilities with it too, because you can change not just the color, but the combination of colors. And then like, what's going to go on the inside, what's the filling mm -hmm. going to be, uh, what's the design going to be on the outside. And so people get really creative with this stuff and, um, there's just a lot of people doing really cool things, um, out there and, and, you know, they're willing to share kind of how they did it. And then I'll usually with anything new for me, I try to make it exactly the way that I saw it the first time. Yeah. Um, and just to understand the process of it. And that's, I always tell people with recipes too, if you're trying a recipe, um, that you've never tried before, don't tweak it the first time, mm -hmm. you know, make it exactly the way the instructions tell you to that way you understand what's happening and why it's written that way and then when you have it you can be like you know what i didn't really like this side you know or maybe i want a little bit more seasoning or maybe i want to ooh, it would taste really good with this and that's where the creative part comes in and you can be like oh you know what would be really good with this this other thing that i've had before um, and then you can really start playing with it. Cause I mean, there's nothing original, nothing new. Exists. No, there's nothing new under the sun. No, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, but what you can do is kind of learn a new skill or learn a new process. And then once you start playing with it, you'll start to have your own ideas about, you know, oh, I can do it with this and I should do this and let's play with flavors and let's play with colors and let's do these different combinations. Um, and that's, that's when it gets really fun. Yeah, having the blueprint is really important because once you understand the the skeleton of what it is, then you can start to fill it in the way that you want to fill it in. So I think that that's really like just something that people should really take into to consideration with anything new. Do it exactly the way that it's laid out for you so that you understand. And then from there, you're going to you're going to naturally evolve, especially if you care and really like something. So I'm curious, what what would you like people to like know about you that maybe they don't know? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that I don't, I don't know. I think, uh, I think I'm a pretty, I'm a, I'm a pretty laid back person as far as 
what I like to do. I think online, it looks um, like my life is very exciting because that's the nature of online. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I just like to eat and (laughs) I like to make food. So it's really not, you know, it's really not some crazy, you know, exciting thing. It's just like, I, I guess like, I'm not afraid to try something new Um, and I don't necessarily go into new experiences with an expectation. And so, you know, if someone, um, that I know tells me like, oh, Hey, let's go check out this place. And I've never heard of it. Like, I'm just going to go, dive in, (laughs) you know, and, and that's how I met a lot of people when I moved here. Um, especially in the art community, you know, there'd be a lot of, you know, gallery shows or things. And I didn't know who any of these artists were. I'd never heard of them. I didn't know if I was going to like whatever it was. Um, but you know, you go, you show up and, you know, you'll find something that you like there. And if you don't like whatever you wasted an hour, like I've wasted many more hours watching shows on Netflix that suck, um, (laughs) you know, or listening to shows that I don't like. And so, it's, it's just a small ask. I know that it takes some energy to kind of motivate yourself to do it, but <laughs> I think that that's, that's kind of the main thing that I try to do is like, you know what? And obviously it's different now because, you know, we're living in pandemic times still. Yeah. So I'm not as active as, as I used to be. And so it's definitely now just a lot of at home stuff that I do, or, <laughs> you know, when the weather's nice outside stuff, I feel pretty comfortable doing. Um, but I think in general, um i like i'm not a big party person like i don't you know do a lot of crazy stuff um but you know i like to have new experiences i like to have fun i like to be around people and so i'm a pretty laid back person um as as far as personality goes (laughs) with with people um so i guess i guess that would be the thing this was awesome man this has been so fun i this is what i anticipated uh, I do. I just knew you were gonna be cool, but it's it's refreshing that you weren't. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. You're like goals when it comes to like the feed and the way that everything looks. I'm like oh, this this guy. I need to be friends with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you as you know, um, we are doing a theme for this season. I want to close out. It's called multipliers and diminishers. I want to just lay the groundwork for people. Some people listen to us from episode one all the way through. Some people find us at different points. So just for those who don't know, the reason why we did multipliers and diminishers is because we think the everyday experience is really important and we don't spend enough time looking around and understanding how we have so much in common. Um, People want to talk about what we don't have in common more because, you know, the world likes to be divisive. So with multipliers and diminishers, though, you can find these people in everyday life. Multipliers are just those people that try to lift you up. That's all they're there for. They want to try to make you better. And those are the types of people that I've tried to bring onto the show. Uh, I feel like you have multiplier in you. And then the diminishers are just those people who like to hoard talent and uh, keep things for themselves, right? We want to move away from diminishers. We want to move away from a diminisher mentality. So I wanted to ask you, did you have an opportunity to look at those? And if so, did you select one that resonated with you at all? Yes. Let me, hold on. I'm going to pull it back up here because I don't remember exactly what it said. No, you're uh, good. Let's see. Let me go back here. Um, so as far as like picking like a multiplier, you mean? That yeah, I- or either one. Is there is there just a scenario? Like for me, I I go I went with the uh, talent magnet was the was the one that I resonated with because I felt like that's something that I've tried to do is to bring on and be around really talented people so that we can all win and so like we can help push each other forward. 
yeah yeah um yeah i think that um well something that i find super toxic that i can't really deal with is like micromanagement oh um, yeah and so <laughs> yes. that one that's that's something that gets under my skin pretty pretty quickly <laughs> pretty easily <laughs> uh is just being micromanaged with stuff you know especially at this point it's like why why are you doing this like i'm an yeah. adult like exactly. i i know how to do this and and it just comes down to you know it's a control thing and and I don't like people, or it's hard for me to work with people um, who need to be in control of everything all the time, especially when, especially when they're not in control of any of those things. <laughs> exactly. and, and that's when it's just like, come on, like you want to be in charge of everything, fine, but handle it. And if you can't, then you have to be able to delegate those things out. And so micromanagement never works out in any type of setting. Uh, and I, I find it really obnoxious. So I, <laughs> I try not to do that. And like, I, I understand in certain situations, it's really difficult because like you want it to be perfect. And, you know, I think about, you know, if I'm doing, you know, once a project that's very like personal to me, um, you know, initially it can be really hard sometimes to give that up. But I think it depends on the team that you're working with. And so yes. if I'm doing something with people that I really respect their work and they're very talented. I'm not at all concerned with how they're doing anything. I'll be like, yep. hey, this is your element that you're doing, like run with it however you want to do it. Yep. Awesome. You know, I've done video collaborations with people um, such as Eddie Martinez, a very, very talented um, videographer and director here in Fort Worth. And anytime I've done projects with him, I'll have like the concept. And I'll tell him the concept and, you know, we've done videos that like I've kind of directed and he shot it. I'm not at all concerned with how he's shooting or what settings or what it looks like. Trust. Cause I know it's going to look badass. Yep. Cause I Trust. know what his work looks like and I know that it's fantastic. And so I'm not worried about it. Same when I'm doing, you know, collaborations, cooking with people I've had their food before. It tastes great. I, I don't care what you're putting in the sauce. Like, is it going to go with what I'm making? Yes. Cool. Like just do it, handle it. I don't care. <laughs> and that is yeah. awesome. And that's a multiplier mentality. And I, and I appreciate you for giving that additional context because I think it's important for you to surround yourself with people that are going to uplift you regardless. If you are surrounding yourself with the right people, I, I have this idea of like trust, but verify, you know, that's what a, a manager of mine told me a long time, like trust, but verify, right? Once I know that I can trust you, oh, I'm going to do, oh, you're doing your part. Let me just, oh, look at that. looks great. I'm going to keep it moving. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, what I, I do it right this time. What yes. well, uh, well, there it is. Well, hey, I want to <laughs> just say like, seriously though, um, thank you so much for, for coming on and for spending some time with me. This was so awesome. I love the way that you just connected. Um, how can people find you? Like, you know, uh, if my, my audience, if they're looking to try to get in contact with you, how would they find you on social? Yeah, no, I mean, thank you so much for having me. It's been a good time talking with you. I enjoyed our conversation for sure. Um, if people want to find me, it's going to be Wedo Kitchen and it's W-E-R-O um, instead of the, the Spanish spelling. There's a whole story behind that, but don't worry about it. So it's <laughs> W-E-R-O Kitchen. Uh, it's going to be the same for the website, the same for YouTube. It's all going to be the same handle, W-E-R-O Kitchen. Um, and, and that's where you can find all the videos. That's where you can follow me on Instagram. Um, all that good stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, again, you guys know it, we're at it's underscore probably underscore the letter U and www.itsprobablyu.com. Remember, if at any point you feel guilty, people, it's.
probably you. 